Hello everyone, welcome back. This is our Senior Stories podcast. My name is Sam Gerard. I'm going to be hosting the Senior Stories with you, except for like the few that Abby are doing. And tonight we have a very, or tonight, I don't know, is it night? Today, this episode, is it an episode? I don't know. This podcast is all about Grace Albright. She is our senior highlighting today. Grace, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Should I introduce myself? Yeah, so if you just want to, I mean, if if you guys don't know who Grace is, wow, what a shame. But Grace, just in case they don't, can you just tell us, you know, name, major, where you're from, what's next for you because you're senior? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Grace Albright. I'm obviously a senior and I'm studying neurobio and psych. I really like the brain. Wow. Uh, minoring in global health, if you're interested. And um, I'm from Minneapolis, Wyzetta, Minnesota, technically. But as you Minnesota people know, we just say Minneapolis if you're from the Twin Cities. And oh, next year I'm... Say Minneapolis. Yeah, Hudson, that doesn't count though. I've Wisconsin. I've beefed with that. Wisconsin. I don't know why you say that. <laughs> That's Wisconsin. That's <laughs> not in Minnesota. Anyways, and next year I'm going to the University of Minnesota. Surprise, surprise. Um, for my master's in social work to get a clinical mental health concentration. Sheesh. So mm-hmm. all that brain studying is gonna pay off. Hopefully. You're going to understand everything about everybody. everything. I can read your mind, actually, just right. from my major. Me right now. What would I already have. About? Oh, you ha- you already know? Yeah, everything. What am I thinking about? Um, the next question. Dang, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> Not going to lie. That was pretty good. <laughs> um. Okay, Grace. Well, as this is just all about you guys and uh, seniors that is and you guys' journey through college and your journey to here. First kind of question I want to ask you is, you know, what was your most memorable thing that happened to you your freshman year? Wow, that is a hard question. I guess freshman year, I definitely was very anxious, just to be honest. That's not the best part. That's just a continuous thing that happened the whole time. I think a lot of people feel that where they don't know what like who they really are once they leave high school and where to like find community, um, which I'm sure we'll go into that with Kyofa. Uh, but the best memory moment kind of comes into, I joined a crew Bible study at the very beginning and there are all these random girls in my Bible study. And the leader was like, there's a really strong chance these girls are going to become your best friends. And I looked around and I was like, nah, like, I don't know. And, <laughs> I just didn't feel it. Like, I don't like any of them. Yeah, I was like, they're not, they're not my people. I don't know. Um, and they're totally gonna listen to this. Um, and then like life continued and I got really close with them, like really, really close. And it was like our Bible study leader Jenny predicted it. Like we became like kind of a family. And there was one night where we just went up to like there's a hill by Liz Waters. And we just played like worship songs and watched the sunset and like had really deep conversation. And like that, like moment, like there was a lot of good moments freshman year, but something about that moment, like shifted everything for us where it finally felt like I was like seen and like important. And I had like a friend group essentially, or like people that loved me and uh, just surprised those people are like Faith Dittman, Megan Miniman, um, like Anna Navratil, Bailey Ann Hollitz. Like, like I literally 
bunk with Bailey for three years. Like they're like my family. And it like just all really shifted because of that like group of people that I didn't think I would be close with. But then we like kept like pouring into each other until it was like, oh my gosh, like I love them. It's gonna be hard to beat that moment. <laughs> I know, I know. It was like sunset, like singing song, like oh, beautiful. <laughs> so you, when you got into college, you kind of like right away sort of got associated with like a Christian community. Yeah, yeah. So did you I, have like a background in the church and stuff like that back in high school? Yeah. So, well, my mom is very religious. Just mm-hmm. to say after that, and <laughs> uh, my whole life, I very much felt that I should go to church because it was so important to my mom and I can't say I believed in anything it was more that like I did I jumped through all the hoops because it made her happy and I mean the people were nice I had friends in church but then there was a summer camp that I went to growing up called Camp Omega and it was just super fun and I loved going there Loki had a crush on one of the boys and that's why I went every summer (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) um But there was one night when I was the summer before freshman year of high school where there was like a we were having worship, uh, you know, classic like bonfire by the lake kind of camp night. And one of the camp counselors who I didn't really know that well. So he was older. I think he was like late college, maybe like pulled me aside. And he was like, I feel like I need to tell you this, that like you are so important to God and he like wants to know you. And he gave me this and he was like bawling and he was this like grown man. And I didn't know anything about him. And he just like said all these really beautiful things that I needed to hear. And in that moment, like I just felt like, you know, like that deep Holy spirit, like peace. And I'd never felt that before. And I felt like his name was Noah. Like it was just like seeing into my soul as a stranger. And after that, like everything changed. Like I got really involved in young life. I was involved in church. I like would say I actually like knew God after that. I've never talked to Noah since. That was my only conversation with him. And he changed my entire life, I'm sure of it. So then going into college, I knew that I was really nervous about making friends. And I knew that I wanted Christian friends because that was what high school was like for me. So you're talking about like, you know, so you you really kind of encountered God in high school and like you carried that over into college and Mm -hmm. sort of joined this Bible study. You met all these friends. And then how does Kyle sort of fit into all that? My two friends, uh, Megan and Faith, to give them credit, um, invited me many, many times to Kyle and it seemed really small and kind of weird. And I just was like, this doesn't seem like organized. You're like, I don't really know what's going on. Um, disorganized are the perfect, <laughs> perfect descriptors of Kai Alpha. <laughs> Abby, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I eventually went. I believe the first time I went was they do like a worship night before semesters, like the first Monday of the semester, I think. Mm-hmm. And firstly, I remember being like, wait, these singers sound really good. It was... Um, Abby sang and um, shoot Levi's wife, Morgan. Um, and I don't know. I, it was like beautiful, but what really got me is I didn't really talk to anyone or I was trying not to, cause I was like awkward, but uh, Levi, who used to be a pastor for Kyle here came up to me and asked me so many questions <clears throat> like what's your major where are you from and then he like dove in deeper was like like what do your parents do like what's your boyfriend like like he like asked like so many questions and I was like like okay like whatever 
But then I came back the next week and right away he like locked eyes on me and remembered everything and was like, how did that exam go? Like, how did, you know, like, how's your brother doing? Like, have you talked to your grandma? I know she's sick. Like he like remembered every single thing I said. And I, it was like the same thing about the Noah thing where I felt seen. Mm -hmm. And if a stranger can like, remember that, like that felt like love to me. Like if a stranger can do that, like, I want to be a part of this. And it just, I stayed connected after that. And it took me a while. I don't know why I felt like everyone in Chi Alpha was really like, (laughs) like pulled together and like pretty. I don't know if that's a good, (laughs) all the girls seemed so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then I was like, I'm just going to be like shy. And I just hung out with my friends. But slowly over time, I like realized like, no, I can be friends with these people and I can like dive in deeper. And it was like, so the high school mentality that like us versus them, which is so dumb. Um, But I still was worried about that, but that was not the case. And I, once I realized that like no one in Kyle has ever made me feel like unimportant or unseen. Like I just feel like love and I want to be a part of that. So, so deeply. What? What made you decide then that you wanted to lead with Kyle? Because I know you've been leading a small group and you participated in other parts. What, what kind of got you involved in that? That's a good question. It did kind of feel natural that that should be the next step. Like, I don't actually know if there was a ton of thought behind it, except that the leaders that I knew, I really felt made a difference in my life. Yeah. And I felt that I knew I like had what it took to like do that for someone and that like I I just God felt feels so real when I'm with Kyle for people not that he doesn't feel real when I'm not but something about just that community it just there's so many characteristics of God and Jesus that I see in some of the leaders and staff and I felt that it would be such a waste if I just like sat in the back every day you know like that there's like really Um, and this isn't even like, oh my gosh, I'm the perfect leader. It's just like, I know I have skills that God can use and we all do. And why not let him use me? And also like, basically all my friends were going to lead. So I was like, oh, that works too. (laughs) (laughs) Be honest. Like, you know, our time's limited. Like we have to like use it the best that we can. The other parts, it's like, yeah, I'm like, my friends are doing (laughs) it. I didn't want to not go to the leaders' meetings. I'd feel left out. <laughs> Papa John's pizza. Levi made me pick up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how then has Chi Alpha shaped sort of like your college experience, you think? I mean, you've talked a lot about community, and I feel like that's probably where this answer is going to go. But, I mean, how differently would you see, like, college looking for you if it wasn't a, Chi Alpha wasn't a part of it? I... Well, it would be totally different, to be honest. Um, There's a lot of things. If I'm picturing my life, if I didn't dive into Christian community in any way, I like always say this, but I have the personality of like basically like a crazy party girl. I know that. (laughs) And I don't know if I can say this on this podcast. I feel like I could just like, like, I just feel so social that I just like, want to be with people that like will be social and fun with me and I feel like if I didn't feel like rooted and grounded and seen with Christian community I would have really searched elsewhere for that like I I know that about myself 
And so there's a lot of routes that, that could have taken me, to be honest. Um, and just as like an extrovert, essentially, um, and being a college student. But I, having struggled with mental health, that's been a really, Kyle has played a really key role in how I view um, like healing and how I view like therapy and how I view like my like own like struggle with anxiety. And um, throughout like the past four years or so, I have had like waves as I think we all do in college of like really good experiences. And then like life sucks and there's just things happen and it changes. And it's, if you don't have a perspective of like God and throughout the whole thing, I can't imagine like how deep that roller coaster could feel. Um, and it still feels horrible sometimes. And, but without God, I truly don't know if I would have hope about some things. And, uh, for instance, last year, this is the best example of what Kyle has like opened doors for me. So firstly, we went to the salt conference, which kind of set things up, which was Sam was at it. Um, I'm talking like you're not there. Uh, (laughs) It was insane like the talks and the worship and I had such vulnerable conversation and felt close to the Lord and I was like I can do anything and about a week later I woke up one morning and the world was like spinning I basically got like vertigo where it like actually if I opened my eyes the world would move and I like lost complete control after that point because I actually had no balance like internally or externally like it's kind of metaphorical in that way where I like couldn't walk to class like I'd fall walking like I got nauseous reading like everything that should have been normal was hard and that just like any foundation I had that was of my own strength just like gave way um like I was super emotional and anxious and would have panic attacks and all these issues that I also thought I already got rid of came back because it like yeah, like my foundation was gone. So I was like, shoot, like, what do I cling on to? Cause I cannot, I cannot do this right now. Um, like I was scared. I like called my mom and made her come to Madison, um, which as a college student, you feel like really weak doing, but sometimes you need to call your parents and have them come like just um, hot take. But I clung on to Kyle and to God. And there were things that I could not get my brain to like feel or see because I didn't, I didn't even feel that God was helping me. I was like, why am I in so much pain? Like, haven't I been close to God? Like, why don't I feel it right now? Because this sucks. And in those moments, there was these like lights, like this light um, where these like leaders and um, like the staff of Kyle really spoke God's truth into my life because I could not hear it or believe it for myself at that time. I like could not feel hope, but like people could sit me down and pray with me and be like, this is like promise to get better. Like God promises to defeat the darkness and this is not forever. And it's so, so useful to have people that you can be so vulnerable with, like that I can like cry publicly at Kyle and know that it won't be like awkward. Like people, I would like, I know that I'm loved and I know that God loves me and to have a community that like, I do not predict that would happen, but I could predict that if it, if anything happens, like my friends and fa- the family I have in Kyle will hold me and support me as I move through it without judgment and just like with love. So I needed that so badly. It was really interesting because um, Nate Lee, who's one of our like staff, he at this time was struggling with seizures um, and it was a very totally different issue 
Um, but a similar thing where it's like your body, you, it's like something's going wrong, like physically that you don't have control over and you don't know when it's going to get better. And then just like, what do you do with that? And he, and I don't know if he even knows how big of a blessing he was. So I hope he listens to this, but like there was one time in the summer, we had like a summer Kyle and we were talking and he was like, yeah, like I'm kind of angry at God. And I never thought that like a leader could say that or like, just like the anger of like, why me? Like, why is this happening to me? And I was like, okay, me too. Like why us? <laughs> and, and, and like, it's just so refreshing because growing up, I grew up in the Lutheran church and um, it's a lot of just reciting. I, I love my church back home, but it was a lot of reciting things that were already written and a lot of, um, you know, saying prayers that have been said a million times. And those are meaningful, but I didn't find room for my own like deep feelings and doubts and emotions and anxiety. Like it felt so like wrong to feel so many, like to have issues basically. There's like such a structure there that like, you don't really yeah. get space for you in that structure. Like you yeah. kind of like you're just perpetuating it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not feel like I ever fit that structure. And I was like, I know God, but I just like need, I need real people and community and vulnerability. And if you look at Jesus, that's exactly how his church ran to, to be honest. And like really like going up to the like outs, the people that were deeply suffering that like couldn't see or like the people that were tormented by things for so long and didn't know how long. And he like looked them in the eyes and was like, I see you. And that's exactly how it worked. And I feel like Kyle is like that um, and like has inspired me to try to be like that, too. Wow. Powerful testimony. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable on that question. That was incredible, Grace. Thank you. Just kind of to wrap it up here. Uh, if you if you had to go back and change one thing in your college career, or you know what 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 do you think you'd change? And that could kind of be like a segue into you know, and because you know this is my like my advice to maybe some freshmen or something like that. But you know what? If you looking back, and if you don't feel like you need to change anything, that's perfectly fine. But if you could, yeah. No, there's things I could change. Um, <laughs> definitely. Okay, two things. One, I should have been more compassionate with myself or nice to myself in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think at the beginning, it was I was super obsessed with grades and achievement. And then that was a lot of like, I don't know, like I'd get angry when things didn't go wrong and blame myself. And if a friend had a test that didn't go well, I'd be like, no, but you worked really hard. But if that happened to myself, I'd be like, you're so dumb. Why'd you do that? And, um, I think we do all do that a lot. And like, and also with my emotions and feelings, I, every time I like feel a bad feeling, it's like, stop that. Like you can't have negative emotions cause you're happy now. Or like, stop, like, don't do that. Like, I'm like, I'm the, my biggest critic. And that gets me actually nowhere. And God, doesn't design us to be like that. We're not designed to be like that. And I think that I like could have been a lot more like free and like, I don't know, like grown in bigger, deeper ways if I wasn't so critical of myself all the time. And I, like someone said this to me once, like every time you're going through something, think about if it was your friend going through that and what you would say to them instead of what you would say to yourself because we're way kinder on the other people in our lives than to ourselves. Um, and it's a good perspective. Like for instance, I feel super anxious one day in my head. I'm like, you have to stop that. Like, 
<laughs> like, like just do your homework. It doesn't matter. But if my friend was anxious, I'd be like, then take a break. Like, that's okay. And you know, like it shifts when it's not you. Mm-hmm. And that has helped me so much since then. Cause I know exactly what I would say to my friends, but to me, it's way meaner. So I guess to everyone listening, um, really try that because it really helps and you deserve compassion. Like God loves you so much and did not design you to be so mean to yourselves. And like, we are not made to just achieve or to just be happy. And it's taken me, I'm still learning that. Um, but that's been like a really big thing that I've had to learn. And I wish I knew it, especially as a freshman. Yeah. Cause I was pretty mean to myself. Well, thank yeah. you so much for everything uh, today, Grace. <laughs> Is there anything else that you feel on your heart of hearts? You got to get out there. Anything, anything you want to say, anything you got to do. I mean, immortalized in the seniors podcast. One last thing from Grace. My legacy. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Let me think here. Um, You, your worth is not in your grades. Mm -hmm. Your worth is not actually in your job um, or in your, your like, physical like future your worth is in god and there is nothing that can separate you from his love and purpose for your life and it's not that once i get this degree and then i get here then i'll make an impact then i'll have enough love then i'll do this that is like a continuous thing that like god has as much purpose for your life right now as he will when you get that degree when you get that job when you're married when when you retire like your purpose doesn't like grow with time and with that being said like give yourself compassion and grace and love right now because like you have immense purpose on this earth and like it's not just like you have to start a nonprofit and feed the hungry or something it's like relationships and like you know that there's people in your life that have like the, like Noah, who I talked about at my summer camp, changed my entire life and in one conversation. And he didn't have, actually, he was struggling. He was struggling with alcoholism at the time. Like he wasn't like the peak of existence, whatever. Like it's just those like seeing people and loving them and like being vulnerable and calling out the good things in the people around you because we don't hear that enough. Um, and you have the power to do that right now with like your friends, with the baristas, with the grocery store workers, with your family, um, and just don't leave those things unsaid. Yeah, I think that's my that's my legacy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can always like it's so easy to fall in that mentality of like, oh, I'll be better tomorrow, or, I'll be nicer tomorrow, or like, yeah, you know, oh, I really appreciate what this person did, and like that's what I find myself getting stuck into sometimes. Like, I really appreciate things people do for me, and yeah. I in my head, and I don't mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And there was a time when my dad, he sat me down and he was like, Sam, like, and my dad, like infamously, like told me like in my entire life, he's like, I like he, my dad had me really late in life. My dad had kids when he was like 50 Yeah. <laughs> because he thought he was just going to work his whole life. He was like, that's what he told us. He's like, I thought I was going to work my whole life. Yeah. I was never going to have a family. Mm-hmm. And he sat me down and he was like, Sam, like what I kind of came to realize is that like, I can make all the money in the world, but like, it didn't really I didn't feel fulfilled. Like I didn't, it didn't mean anything if the people, if there weren't people in my life that loved me, if there were people in my life that I loved and I could love well and they could love me. Yeah. And I think ever since then, it's just been like, tell people how much you appreciate them now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Going off of that, one more thing. I heard on this podcast recently that, yeah, we all, I think everyone in the entire universe or earth, <laughs> aliens, sorry. Um, don't know. I, I don't know. I'm leaving that open. <laughs> But um, <laughs> everyone's searching for something more. Yeah, like I, 
just need to be a little like smarter or a little thinner or a little um, richer or, you know, like you, you name it. We all know that um, there's no one who doesn't have that feeling. And it's like almost seems that we take and take and take and there's always a little more and it's like no one's reached that yet. Like you, there's high depression rates in like billionaires. Like it's not, there's not a point that anything on this earth feels that more to the point that you're like, and I'm set, like, I'm good. And I wonder if that's because we have like, like God designed us to know that he is that more and that there is, yeah, nothing, no like beauty, no like wealth, nothing will like truly give that contentment. None of that inherently is bad, but none of that is like who we are like made to like find, like we're not made to find our worth in any of those things. And maybe we all search for that more because there is more and because that's God. And, um, I like then like taking that like desire and like redirecting it towards like our creator instead of towards things that are like going to like not last. And that's helped me a lot too. That's my last point. Wow. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> that was that was really great stuff, Grace. Thank you so much for for sharing that, being so vulnerable and mm-hmm. just speaking your mind. I mean, that's kind of the point of this whole entire thing is just to like we are a lot of seniors, you know, we've been through a lot, but we haven't, you know, there's still a lot to go. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, there are so many things that I learned so much later in my college career that I wish I knew earlier. And mm-hmm. I, I can already tell that, you know, your testimony here today, you know, your thoughts and mine, like it's so valuable to so many people. And so we really appreciate you coming on yeah. here. It's been really amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, anyone, if you ever need anything, just text me or DM me. Um, and I, I like would love to talk to people more about anything I said. Um, I'm open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to conclude uh, our senior stories for this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time.